Hi, everyone. Tom Rogers here, Director of Teachers Talk Radio. Thanks very much for tuning in and listening to this show. This show is sponsored and supported by Witherslack Group, Collins Big Cat, and by Renaissance. We can't be more excited to be sponsored by these fantastic companies. Please check them out on their websites, which are available through our website at ttradio.org. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special show today. Um, If at any point I disappear, go somewhere, you don't hear me, you do hear me, you suddenly maybe can hear me or can't, that's because I'm trying to fiddle two things at the same time. I'm trying to get live here and live here. I'm pointing down towards the radio, by the way, not anything else. So thank you so much for joining me. Um, And I've got a wonderful guest today. I'll introduce her very shortly. Um, But before I do, I I just want to say hello. um, And how's your week been? I hope it's been good. Mine has been pretty wonderful so far. um, And it's only about to get even more wonderful, I'm sure. Um, when I, I get to speak to my my guest, who is a genuine, real-life ELT superstar. Um, apparently, the mic sounds a bit sketchy, so I'm just uh, just checking with that to make sure it's uh, okay there. Um, see if that one's uh, a bit better. Is that one a bit better there, um, Tom? Can you hear a bit better? Um, so it's a genuine real-life ELT superstar who we've got on today. Um, I'm sure those of you who are tuning in are well aware of, of who she is. Um, she's that person who talks to herself as different languages, um, is one way to say it. But she's also an awful lot more than that, I have to say. Um, she's somebody that has made me laugh on so many occasions, and uncountable occasions. Um, and I'm going to welcome her to the studio now. Uh, her name's Miranda. I'm sure you know who she is. So I'm going to bring her in now. And I'm going to say to her, on your laptop, you can unmute, but can you turn the sound down? There you go. And that's about that. Here's Miranda. Um, oh, there you go. I'm going to unmute her. There we go. Hello, Miranda. How are you? Hi, I'm really well. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. <laughs> there we go. I can't hear myself, I don't think. I was just double checking <laughs> and I can't. It's amazing. So that's all good. Um, tell me more about yourself. Miranda, we all know you. I know you. I've seen you for many, many, many months um, gracing my internet. Um, but who is Miranda? Tell us a little more about yourself. Um, sure. Um, well, I um, um, I would say I'm involved in um, educational publishing, and um, I'm a word nerd. I would say basically, <laughs> I'm a big word nerd. Um, I love language. I think it's brilliant, um, and everything connected with it. Um, and I'm really passionate about helping teachers as well. I think one of the my my big professional goal is to to help teachers um, give great lessons and give them all of the tools that they need to give great lessons. So those are those are my things. Um, yeah. <laughs> Word nerd. 
one how did i not get when i was like typing up the thing I, it took me so long to get the the poster right i put lover of words like how did i not think of word like, what is wrong with me oh my i, I feel my like, I've, I've lost all punnery power um i couldn't <laughs> hand my hat in i couldn't resign there's, there's not okay really it's, it's unacceptable <laughs> behavior on my part and, and i apologize to, to anyone related to puns for that that that, that terrible lover of words word nerd oh. um and you do like helping teachers because you do help teachers not only with the professional side of things because there's a lot of professional side of things but also with the personal side of things there's a lot of um laughter that comes from from what you do uh, we'll get on to that a bit later, um, but but right now I'd like to know a little about your a, li- a little bit a, li- a little bit about your your journey through ELT. Sure. Okay. Well, um, I would say when when I was a child, I, w- I was really lucky in, in one thing, which is that my my parents always had lodges in the house, so there was always different people from all over the world, like living in our house with us, and I think that was very formative as a child. Um, And the other thing what I would really um, that comes up uh, later in this story, got to set up the um, the story, right, is that um, I was incredibly bad at spelling. I still am incredibly bad at spelling. And I was so frustrated with the English language. Um, And I found that everyone was very frustrated with me (laughs) Um, because I had to ask um, how to spell my, you know, my grandparents' um, surname every time I wrote to them, every single time. You know, it was it was very annoying for everyone. Um, And then later on, I studied um, English and history at university at the University of York. Um, I went on to work in um, in in a boys boarding school as an assistant matron in the UK and then did my CELTA, went off to Tanzania, homeschooled some kids on like the side of a um, volcano there, um, like in the jungle. basically on an on an avocado farm and then I moved to Bolivia wow. and then <laughs> in this Bolivia this is not a traditional um, route this is not a traditional route in Tefl by the way this is, this <laughs> no, is so different no no um and then while in Bolivia I was teaching English and I made a really good friend um called Joe and we decided that um we wanted to start our own language school so um we did we pulled all our money um we lived in the school for like a year <laughs> um and uh yeah it started up an institute and um it was really hard work and eventually we got it up and running and another friend joined us as a co-director so the three of us running the school together it was absolutely brilliant um we built the school up um to like 400 students I think it was about when I left 350 400 students um and then since then um I'm still a silent partner in the school but I fell in love moved away um and now I'm working for Twinkle I'm their um ESL segment manager for Europe which involves yeah it's my job to help teachers basically um so uh making resources um building up their social media presence and very kindly they've let me do it by making these uh, ridiculous videos <laughs> um and uh yeah suddenly that really took off um so that's what's going on at the moment and meanwhile I've been studying to get my MBA so keeping keeping nice and busy and yeah it 
getting some new cool opportunities as well. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine you as a silent partner. Um, I can imagine <laughs> you as maybe not a loud partner, but a silent partner is something I don't know. Um, you, you, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know you well enough. Um, but silence isn't something that strikes me as being something that would be very you. You're just so good when you're not silent. So I don't know. <laughs> That's kind. That's I, I don't know. I'm pretty opinion. chatty, but like, what I mean by that is. It was never our intention with the Institute to make a ton of money. Um, it was only ever the intention to build something great. Um, and I trust my partners completely. They are the best people in the world that could possibly be running a school. Um, and so my my role now is just really to support them in what they're doing. I don't try and tell them what they should be doing or, you know, do you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I completely understand. Yeah. <laughs> I started trying to be funny. Um, <laughs> failing again. Um, uh, so these videos, um, they're so good. Uh, they, are, they are so funny. Um, I know I mentioned to you briefly before we came on that when I posted it, the, the first thing that happened was my mum jumped in there and said, Wow, I've really laughed out loud to her videos in the past. Like, and yeah, my—I don't know if I've ever seen my mum laugh. That's a joke, mum. If you're watching, um, I, she she does laugh at stuff um, all the time. She's a regular laugh bot, if that's a thing. Um, I don't know. I just invented that thing. Um, but they, I don't. Where did the idea come from to do that? Because. This is one of the things that I see really helps teachers, but it helps teachers not necessarily with their classroom content, but more with their, I don't know, understanding of the language and they're kind of just looking at it as in a less serious way, maybe. I hope so. I I'm a big fan of your mum. <laughs> she sounds great. <laughs> I and yeah, I'm like I'm constantly overwhelmed. I, I don't think I can quite take on board the fact that like people watch these videos, <laughs> and I, I try not to think about it honestly because it's it's weird thinking you know I'm like jumping around my kitchen in a in an old jumper and you know a hundred thousand people are gonna look at it like I I can't like it's 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 strange to think about sometimes. So, but I I do think that. You know, we're in a place now where all of the information in the world is available to you if you have a smartphone or a computer. So the teacher's job really is to make it engaging and interesting. That is the number one thing that we have to do. And one of the best ways to do that is through humor. Um, so, yeah, I think humor is a huge learning tool that... Um, you know, we don't get taught. You, no one's taught that in their shelter. <laughs> no one's no. taught how to use humor. Um, but it's so important, I think. And, you know, when you're learning, you feel, I think, you feel very vulnerable. You feel like every failure is kind of like somehow, you know, reflects on on you so personally. And, you you know, it's it's a really hard thing to put yourself out there in a new language because you're basically like, a toddler you know you can't really communicate even your basic needs and humor is such an important way of 
diffusing that tension and saying, you know what, it's not you, it is this language. If you struggle, it's not because, you know, there's something wrong with you. It's just, this is an incredibly complex thing to do and well done, you know, like when I, I still struggle with spelling, I hate spelling, I'm so bad at it. But at least now, like, so this is kind of like my revenge on, on the English language, you know. Um, it's, it's, it's what I would have wanted when I was a child, someone to say, like, no, it's not just rules and you have to understand them. It's this incredibly complex, almost living thing that's constantly evolving. And now, especially with Bombo, when we go online, I don't know about you, but I'm always seeing ads that say something like, oh, learn Spanish in three weeks, learn English in three weeks. And it, it's no, it's not going to happen. Those things set you up to fail and feel bad about yourself. And so to counter that, we have to say, no, this is, you know, an ongoing process. It'll take years. And even someone who speaks it as a first language is always going to struggle with it. Um, and, and, and let's laugh at that because <laughs> you've got, you, you, it's going to make you laugh or cry. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a few things in there that, that I, I really picked up on. The, the first one is not a set of rules. Um, now, one of the videos I was watching very recently um, was the, the future one where you talk about how, you know, okay, so to talk about the future, we use will or won't, you know, so, and then you go through obviously, all of the many other options you can use to talk about the future. Um, and yeah, the, the fact is, it's, it's so far from being a language of rules. It's, for me, the way English grammar has been formed is almost like it was there, but it's all happened in the past. It's kind of built up through the times and people have gone, oh no, we need to make some rules for this. Okay, well, I think that could maybe go there. And oh, what about that one? Yeah, I think maybe we should move that one. That doesn't fit in this one really, but hmm subjunctive oh they have that in all the languages we should have a subjunctive what should we use yes. with? i don't know um how's about if i were brilliant that can go in the subjunctive but that's also a conditional yeah, yeah but uh, truth be told there you go let's put that one in the subjunctive like i remember teaching the subjunctive to a, a class of, of c2 yeah. students a while back and just it took me so long like to prepare the class because i was just like isn't what really is a thing in English. Like this is just about ten different phrases that we've chucked in there. Like this, you know, when you look at it in Spanish, it's yeah. like it is a thing, but in English, it's like eh, this feels like a bit of a fake unit in a textbook that we've just chucked in here that we could easily do in ten phrases. Definitely, and I think you know, talking about like the evolution of language in the same way that uh, you know, particular species wouldn't say, "Oh, well, um, I'm this particular species, so I should have these, 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 and these characteristics." Um, they don't care what 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 a uh, evolutionary line they're in; they just kind of develop. Like English is the same way, um, and I would add, constantly evolving. You know, like that's the wonderful thing about again English compared to Spanish. Someone is in charge of you know ostensibly someone is in charge of Spanish um, the Cervantes Institute you know says what is right and what is wrong but no one does that in English it's just like it's it's the wild west and I kind of love that about it it's democratic in a way yeah I, but I it, remember it, my my CELTA tutor said to me you need to think of English as being a language that has one mother and many many fathers and I was like <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, fair enough, but you know, you know, just 
why does it have to have one mother? Why can't it have many mothers and many fathers? But, you know, it does have all of these different influences constantly coming in and changing it. And yeah, and it has gone from, you know, now it's not only influences from other languages, obviously it's influences from other Englishes almost. So, yeah. you know, you have your your British Englishes, your American Englishes, but then you also have your, you know, your your Malay English, your, your Indian English, your your you know all of these different Englishes yeah. influencing and and you can especially see it in you know in, in very international cities so if you go to London for example you'll see all of these different influences of English coming into what people the way people are speaking you know you, you've got Creole yeah. coming in there as well and it's just it's fascinating to see how that kind of just goes and grows and spreads and goes all over the place yes so, yes um, yeah. Yes, yeah, I, I absolutely. Yeah, I'm completely with you. And and as far as being a word nerd as well, I do love a bit of etymology um, and history of words and and all that kind of stuff. And and, and we'll talk about that shortly. Um, cool. But I, I would like to ask you. Now you meant you said hundreds of thousands of people see your. No, you said a hundred thousand people see your videos earlier. Now I'd just like to add. <laughs> More than that, see your videos. <laughs> Simply on Facebook alone, one of the ones I was looking at the other day had 511,000 views. And that was only on Facebook. That wasn't even on LinkedIn as well, where, you know, you can also see these brilliant videos. Um, and I think it was my favourite one, actually. Um, the, the one you did quite... The one about... Um, what the way you see American English as, be, and, and as being like a younger um sibling of or, or the child of english yeah the teenage child of english of british yeah. english um and with the influences of french and spanish in there i oh my i there was lots of lolling when it came to that um <laughs> how do you come up with this stuff is what i want to know um <laughs> well i would say like the original the original idea of like personifying these languages um, is something that, well, TikTok, I think, is an incredibly powerful tool when it comes to being creative. Because um, if you say to someone like, oh, say something funny, like, Harry, say something funny, you know, you're just gonna look at me like, <laughs> but... <laughs> That was quite funny, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but if you go on TikTok, it's incredibly easy to be funny because you're given a format and you just have to apply that format to you or your life or your career or something that you know about. Um, and there you go. Like, you have a joke. Um, so it's, you know, if you... And one of the big trends on there is personifying things. You know, it might be a shampoo bottle or a cloud. Like, it can be literally anything. Uh, and so a lot of the inspiration comes from there. Um, and then, um, a lot of the inspiration comes from my students when I had students in Bolivia, you know, anything, there were so many times when they would come across something in English that we just take for granted and they would see it and be like, well, that's weird. You know, like one of the things I was thinking about the other day was the fact that we say night, night, like you couldn't say that in Spanish. You couldn't be like, no, 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 like it just doesn't, it does, it's silly. It's so silly. Um, but we never think about that. So a lot of the inspiration comes from what they found odd or what they found funny or unusual or illogical, you know, or frustrating as well. You know, those future tenses are incredibly frustrating. So I find inspiration from that. 
And then finally, you know, what because I've been lucky enough to build up lots of connections on social media, people contact me all the time and say, oh, you should make a video about this or that. Um, you know, my friends mentioned things to me, like collective nouns. That was my friend who was like, oh, what about collective nouns? And I was like, yes, of course I have to make that video, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. And I, I, you know, suddenly it'll just click together in your mind, you know, when you're, when I'm cycling or doing something else. I love the, I love the yeah. naught when, it, when you're talking about the different ways of saying zero. Uh, no, that naught, and then going through the spelling of naught, I was just like, so true. Like it's so insanely <laughs> ridiculous. Why, why, why on earth would you spell it like that? Like it's just utterly absurd. <laughs> um, spelling is something that I, I've also struggled with throughout my life, um, and it is quite conflicted to find synonyms of, of words just been like right in my brain. Yes. Um, like, my whole degree. I was like, I study English lit. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'll do. I'll stop there. Lit. There you go. Lit. Yes, that'll do. I was an entrepreneur, but I couldn't spell it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, like this. So, so many words that yeah. I, I write, I write scripts, you know, quite a lot of my, my the materials I do, I write scripts and I'll be going through, I'll be typing away and I'll just put up, you know, it has a spell check, you know, that, those things can easily be found, but I'll get halfway through a word and just be like, nope, I'm going to go for an alternative. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, like, I like what America has done with a lot of our spellings, how they've simplified them. Like, I know it's an un-British thing to say. Um, but why do we need to have two practices? Why does why does that need to exist? Why does there need to be an mm. S practice and a C practice? Because I can't get it right. I, it doesn't matter <laughs> if I know which one is which. I can't get it right. I cannot do it. The amount of time, whenever I, I just go with the C spelling and if it's wrong, then someone can correct it rather than trying to guess which way to go. So mm. ridiculous. Like, and this is one of the things I try to impress on my students all the time that English is ridiculous. Um, it's fun. It's super important, but it really is ridiculous. So trying to come up with like a logic behind it is mm. pretty futile. To, <laughs> you know, to, mm. why is it this and not this? Well, that's a great question. You should watch some of Miranda's videos, and that'll tell you. <laughs> well, it won't tell you why. It will just tell you that it is there. <laughs> I'll give you an explanation, but not the real explanation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, was, I think becoming an English teacher was one of the most humbling things in the world for me because it got me to that, that whole point of saying, you know what? I don't really know, but I'll try and find out, you know, or yeah, there isn't really an explanation for it, like, like adjective order. You know, why, why do we have, why do we have osacom? Well, because because we do because it sounds good that way um because that mm. i don't i hate to say this but that's how it's always been done but that for me is the worst phrase in the world but you know with with that in in english um you know that's one of those things that comes up now bavna's asked the question she said what was your first video about um well, I can't wait I, to search this. <laughs> um, the 
first video that was really successful was about the word makeup and it was Spanish asking what all of these different words how to translate all of these different words into English and English was like just sitting there doing their makeup and was like I don't know like just makeup um for all of these different words and Spanish was getting more and more frustrated that was the one I I first made with the different languages um and that like I I remember I went to the gym and talked to my friend that evening this is about a year ago and I was like I think I've just made a video so ridiculous I'm going to be fired like, I really thought that I'd lost my job because it was just like I was just like what is that what is this like oh what have I done what have I put out on the internet and it was only the next morning when I was like holy smokes, this has 30,000 views. And I sent it to my sister and she's like, no, it doesn't. It has 80,000 views. And then I just kept watching, kept watching. And like, it built up like 2 million views that weekend. And I was just like, wandering around, like kind of shocked. Not getting fired, not getting fired. (laughs) (laughs) Not getting fired, exactly. Not fired, not fired. (laughs) Um, But I think one of the things that people don't see is I was making videos for like a year before then um it's just that they were really really bad (laughs) so um you know it I I was recording on my my um my laptop camera and you know they were just kind of they it just they got better over time I should show you some of them they're just like you know not great quality not great filming quality not very clear so it was a long learning process before I got to that um to before I hit on the right format and the breakout moment yeah it's just a lot of practice basically which was the one I was watching the other day the ah the put one uh the the put up put down and so on and so forth um that one and I realized you didn't mention putting up shelves just uh just you know you you mentioned all the other put-ups but I was like I'm not putting up shelves. There's another <laughs> one. Brilliant. I was like, I can't wait to speak to her. I can't wait to see. This was maybe yeah. two or three days ago. And I was just like, oh, I've got another one to tell her. Um, so, yeah, so I, I got really excited watching that. Um, and I was, I was chatting to my wife the other day as well. And I was like, oh, you're never going to guess who I've got on. You're never going to guess. She's like, who? Who is it? Who is it? And I was like, it's, it's Miranda. She's like, okay. She's like, you know, she was like, I was like, you know, M- Miranda. She's like, okay, very, very good. And I was like, and I, and I showed her, she's like, ah, oh, okay, now I've got you, now I've got you. She's like, oh. there you go, there you go. Like, Why didn't you say about the languages? I was like, okay, there you go, fair enough. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it just, uh, it's, I thought the name was ubiquitous with, with you know, the whole... Uh, ELT, but she's not actually very much in the ELT world anymore. She uh, of course. she she does yeah. teach English. She has been an English teacher for ten years, but she's now a photographer. So, so her social media, her algorithms direct her in other directions. Um, yeah. Whereas my feed, whenever you post a video, it's obviously the first thing in there. Right there, you go. So, <laughs> oh, every social media. <laughs> <laughs> and that's something I never know. Which one do I comment on? Like, which do I comment on the Facebook one? Do I comment on, on it on on LinkedIn? Like, I just don't know anymore. <laughs> so confusing. And I'm the same because I post everything on every social media as well. Like, I've even started posting on TikTok as well, which um, was a, a 
a troubling thing for me to do at first. I was like, do, am I ready for mm. this? It's okay. Nobody watches your TikTok videos, Harry, so you can post it. Oh, let's yeah, say I will put it. something on TikTok and it'll get like one like and I'll post it on Facebook and it'll get 500 likes. It's like, why? Why? I don't. Yeah, it's odd like that. It's really odd like that. They, you know how they I don't know how they do. I, well, I find it, that it is really it is really funny. Like, So looking at I think I don't know. I think it's certainly the the type of content, like I think TikTok, the way, you know, Charlie's lessons, obviously, as well. Um, he's got his, like, YouTube thing and his TikTok thing, and he's got them, like, down to a T um, because they're both different. They're, the way he's figured it out, I, I just can't be bothered to make fresh content for, for, for different areas. So I'm just like, let's put it up there. If someone looks at it on TikTok, they look. If they don't, then never mind. It's not like... It's not my my target audience goal area. I just thought I should probably do it because everybody is. And, you know, when has peer pressure not been a good thing in life? <laughs> you should definitely do that, Harry. Whee! Bad idea. <laughs> so we yeah. talked a little, well, you mentioned um, your videos, the first ones you were doing with your laptop camera. What equipment do you use now? Um, I have a phone. <laughs> I have a Samsung phone. Like it's it's really nothing fancy at all. And I have oh, that's not true. Oh, something fancy, something fancy. <laughs> I have a phone and I have a stand, and that's it. So that's how I do all of my filming. And then um, I have I use Premiere Pro. Uh, to do the editing, which um, it's really annoying when you first use it and makes you want to swear quite a lot. But um, once you get used, once you get the hang of it, it's it's really useful. Yeah, yeah. I swear quite a lot anyway, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's probably a good idea to use something like that because then I, you know, I can just continue in that vein of of being sweary. Um, <laughs> just checking the comments in here. Um, Oh, great question here from, from Michelle. Um, we've got Michelle, Teresa, um, and Bhavana watching over on YouTube at the moment. Um, and Michelle wants to know, how long does it take for you to script and film a video? Oh, a long... I would say the entire process probably takes two days. Two. Most of that time is editing. The editing takes a long time because for each video, even though it's three minutes, I probably have an hour of footage, um, mostly because my my recording setup is so bad that like it it often I'm often standing like the video I'll, I'll watch back the playback and I'm like like this <laughs> or like this. And so I'm like, oh, no, I have to redo the whole thing. Um, yeah, and then so it it does it is time consuming, which is yeah for three minutes of footage two days of your life is you know a lot um and then writing the scripts like I wrote a script last night probably took me half an hour um but uh, other times I'll have an idea I'll write a little bit and then I'll come back to it in like two months because I've suddenly like clicked like the America the one about American English 
I wrote that script and then I went away for like two months and then something I realized I was like oh it has to end with like British English begging American English to keep using English like that's how it has to end um and and then and then like you know months after having the original idea that's when I actually finished the script and filmed it so yep yeah and what are your top tips for making videos um Italy's finest language institution has asked you kids can English school um have asked you what are your top tips for making videos make it really dynamic um you know people want to see other people dancing around jumping uh playing games you know um do it being silly um and make sure that you get your content, make sure you go straight to content, no intro video, no preamble, uh, no, my name is blah, blah, blah. Um, and today I'm going to blah, blah, blah. By that time you've lost half your audience. You know, think about a TED talk. Um, mm-hmm. The first thing you hear in a TED talk is never, oh, hello, my name is Miranda Crowhurst and today I'm going to talk about languages. You know, the first type thing you'll hear on a TED talk is a, is, uh, is something like, um, no one had ever um, ridden an octopus before, (laughs) you know, like, uh, or some like rhetorical question, you know, like they, they have that hook and it's the first three seconds. So the first three seconds of your video are are really, really vital. And uh, yeah, I would say also draw a lot of inspiration from TikTok, you know, um, it's a really quick shortcut to being creative and to give you a framework to be creative. So don't be afraid to use that. And yeah, just um, make a video that you would want to show your best friend. You know, don't make a video that, you know, like think about having that positive energy more than it being perfect. Um, Yeah, those are my tips. Oh, kids can ask me for my tips. Um, Don't listen to my tips. I I haven't had millions of views yet. Definitely listen to Miranda's tips. Uh, I want to hear your tips. I'm always up for tips. (laughs) Uh, the uh, kids can just said the baby ones are hilarious. A, B, C, D. Um, ah, that was really good. Um, that one was really good. That definitely gave me a giggle. Um, so, yeah, that's a kind of a newer format, isn't it? The You talking to babies. <laughs> Harry, don't put yourself down. <laughs> um, babies are cute. <laughs> um, again, that's, that's just on, that's a trend on TikTok. Um, so you just, you take that same idea and you apply it to, to the characters that I have. And then, you know, there's a, there's a video. So yeah, it was, that's, that's what it is. Um, I think it's, (laughs) I think my tips for, for making videos, um, I don't really have many, just make sure you look at the camera. Um, because that's one thing that's really tricky, particularly if something is really scripted. You know, there's always the temptation to look to get an auto cue or something like that and put it on there. But it 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 will take your eyes yeah. that little bit away from the camera, even though it's only sort of an inch away. You're not looking into the camera. I think that connection yes. is really important. Yes, and I think one thing as well that really helped me is the pacing. Like you, you never want that dead second before you start speaking. You have to cut it to the instant that you start speaking 
um, to keep that pace. Like any dead time, any dead words is lost audience. So that's something I try and work on. I don't think I've got really good at it yet, but it's something I And I subtitles as well. Obviously, subtitles are, are pretty mm-hmm. important because you know 90 percent of people are going to listen to your videos without actually listening to them they'll just read them with the sound off um yeah that's something I've, I've learned recently um to try and yes put them in or michelle says maybe i should get tiktok i've avoided it so far well tiktok's great for ideas i guess michelle even if you're not going to post on there and um kids can uh said maybe we should ask ali now ali is my daughter so um, <laughs> she's so much better in front of the camera than I am. She's just an absolute natural. It's um, awesome. I'm not going to say it's upsetting because it isn't. I'm very proud of her, but it's just the way she decides. So, so Ali, what do you what do you want to talk about today in your videos? And we'll have a quick chat about what she wants to talk about, and then we'll go and record it. You know, there have been times when it's been in two takes. There, there's even been a time when it was in three takes, but usually she's just like, bam, goes in there, does it, it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go to school now, see you later. It's like, you're eight, man. This, this, that's not normal. That's not okay. It's um, yeah. But she's good. She's good. I'm, I'm terrified of the day she gets TikTok. Uh, that's how I good think, she is in front I mean, of the camera. I think it's um, a skill that, like, being able to have conversations and, 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 and interact via a camera is, is a skill that like, you know, we weren't taught that. Um, I don't, you know, kids now, like, even if they get practice with it, I don't know if you're explicitly like taught it. I don't know. I don't know if you can be like, are there any different rules about, apart from look at the camera? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, just what you said just kind of got me thinking about that. You know, it is a, is it a different skill? I think so. And I, th- I think it is right. just, I don't know if it's easier. Oh, there you go. Teresa said she tends to, to read um, more subtitles than actually listening to stuff on social media, um, as we mentioned before. Yeah, I think it is something that comes with, with practice. And now that video cameras are so readily available, he says, holding up his phone to anyone listening on the radio. Um, now that they are so readily available, it's, I don't know, the kids are in front of them all the time, aren't they? So, and it is like, you know, get in front of the camera, go and, go and do something. So particularly for, for us, you know, so I can send it to your grandma, so I can send it to your great grandma, so your cousins in Australia can see it. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't have a video camera growing up. I, I was never in front of a video camera when I was growing up. So um, I didn't I learn that. But now it's there all the time, like in their faces. Yeah. Do something cute. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Fantastic. Now, um, we are going to shoot off for the news and adverts. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back very soon. We're going to be talking about self improvement i guess or self-educating not only educating others um oh, here we go just going up here just reading what michelle said before we got to the news um we didn't have video cameras when i was growing up and that makes me camera shy today's kids have been filmed since they were born exactly exactly i completely agree with you there michelle 
Um, apparently my audio sounds a bit funky on the radio as well. So I'm going to see if I can figure that one out um, while we're going to shoot off for the news. So I'm going to disappear on here. Um, This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Introducing Uplearn. Uplearn is an online curriculum learning resource for A-levels that improves student outcomes whilst reducing teacher workloads. Teachers use Uplearn to facilitate independent learning and consolidation of classroom material. Over 150 schools have seen grade improvements with Uplearn, including St Paul's Girls School, Michaela Community School and ARC Schools. Book a demo at uplearn.co.uk and quote TTR for 10% off. That's Uplearn, U-P-L-E-A-R-N dot Whatever learning looks like this year, bring lessons to life with Nearpod. An exciting new addition to the Renaissance family, Nearpod offers real-time insights into student understanding through interactive lessons and videos, gamification and activities, all in a single, easy-to-use platform. To help kickstart the new year, we're offering all primary and secondary schools in the UK and Ireland full, free access to Nearpod for the whole spring term. So, no matter what 2022 brings, Nearpod makes switching between in-class and remote teaching simple. Visit www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash Nearpod and sign up for your free trial today. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common, a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. We are back. We are live again. Um, can you hear me? Um, I've switched microphone to see if it is a little better from here. Um, can you hear me, Miranda? Oh, I'll just, I'm going to unmute you. Oh, there you go. You're back. I can hear you, but I can't see you because I haven't added you to the stream there. I can now. <laughs> I can hear and see you. Um, so, I can hear you on here, but I can't hear you on the radio. I can't hear you on the radio. Okay. Can you hear me on the radio? I can hear you on the radio for sure. Um, okay. Anyone else who's listening on the radio, let's have a check. Just because um, previously I've, uh, so oh, there beforehand there was oh there we go I can hear myself very loudly now can you turn <laughs> your 
Sound down on the computer. Yeah, how's that? Let's see. Oh no, hang on. I'm gonna stop that one and try this one. There we go. How about now? That's better, isn't it? Can you hear me? Is it a muffled sound? Is it a regular sound? What kind of sound do we have? I don't even know. Um, as long as you can hear me, that's what's important. I was told that my my mic quality wasn't very good on the radio, which is which is somewhat disturbing because I have my my quality mic plugged into the radio. So if that's not working, I'm going to have to go out all over again and get a whole new one. Um, We've got a couple of questions um, that appeared. One of them I missed earlier from Bhavna, and she asked, are you planning on filming outdoors more often? Oh! <laughs> this is my new project. Oh, man, I'm so excited about it as well. I'm so glad someone asked. I had this um, bananas idea that I wanted to do extreme reading. So reading a twinkle story somewhere really like unusual you know i just did one in the mountains which i guess isn't that extreme but i don't know just a little bit different um i definitely want to do more <laughs> um i would love to do one um in a canyon or next to a cactus or in a snowstorm i've got so many ideas uh on a tree. i think the next really one extreme. i just do like a tree um, I got some feedback, you know, I put out a video saying, just tell me what you think and if this is a waste of time or something potentially good. Um, and someone said, you know, it'd be good if the location was linked to the story. Um, so I'm hoping to do one up a tree about, you know, forest animals, um, about a magpie. I think it's going to be about a magpie. And um, other people saying, other people in the company saying, oh, we're putting out a story about Scotland. I want to, I can read it from this Scottish castle. Um, and then someone not in the company who said, I'm going to um, Antarctica and also going to Everest Base Camp this year. Would you like me to read a story from these locations? And I was like, yes, yes. You know, like, I don't know. I just think that kids would like being read a story from Everest. You know, it's just something a little bit, you know, you kind of going to, your ears are going to perk up when you hear that, you know, so uh, yeah, I definitely plan to to do more of those videos. I think it, it's it's just silly and joyful. And um, if people watch them, then I can um, argue to my boss that it's not a complete waste of time. So send me to more places. <laughs> There's a book about Egypt here. Um, I think you need me to go and yeah. read that in Egypt. <laughs> Oh, there's a book yes. here by the Great Barrier Reef. I think we need to go and do... I need to read it in a submarine at the Great Barrier Reef. Definitely have to, yeah. have to do it. Yeah, send me to space. There you go, <laughs> obviously. Um, just give Mr. Bezos a ring. You can jump on his uh, You can jump on his space tourism spacecraft and you can be up there in a flash. Um, that'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Uh so yeah, that's uh, it's definitely a, a different idea, and it's it's a really nice idea. And um, yeah, I think the the outside readings a really good one. Um, I like when I do storytellings. I like to do some of them. I do outside. Um, did a, a few around here in the parks. Not really extreme. You know, a village park. Uh, it was under a tree, uh, mm. and there were olives that were falling out sporadically. So at any point. <laughs> Somebody could have been hit by an olive, like so. 
pretty extreme let's be honest you know it's pretty wacky and out there that you know at some point someone might have been hit by an olive um yeah definitely <laughs> pure that. danger um but yeah I, I do like getting outside and, and doing that it's, it's really it's fun and, and just different um but yeah it's... and I hope people will get involved with it as well you know like if people want to read a story from somewhere interesting, amazing, different, oh, I would love it. Yeah. I, I love the idea. Um, I actually I have a, a story time coming up soon, but the, the fact of doing the story time to other people while I'm outside live might be more tricky because I'd need to like take my computer and tether it to my phone and then it's, it's mm. impossible is nothing as Adidas once famously said. Um, Parachute onto the roof of the, is it called the Sagrada Familia? I can't, what is yeah. it called? Yeah, yeah parachute yeah. onto the roof, hang on, film. Yeah, I could, that, I could definitely do possible, that. That's possible, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I remember, uh, so I went skydiving recently and, and when I got back, I, I mentioned doing something and my wife just looked at me and went, you know, Tom Cruise. I was like, oh. <laughs> Maybe not. Hey, <laughs> well, we can provide you with a stunt double. There you go. And I reckon that, you know, in Spain, there'd be an awful lot of red tape to get through to be able to jump onto a building. They'd be like, no, can't do that. You've got to go through all of this bureaucracy. Um, I love a bit of bureaucracy here in Spain. They're very, very fond <laughs> yeah. of it. The right papers. Yeah. Um, and speaking of papers, um, you're, you're working towards papers, as you mentioned earlier, um, more specifically letters, which will end with one piece of paper um, and also a title. Um, what are you studying um, towards? I just want to give you congratulations on that segue. That was that was wonderfully done. Seamless. <laughs> Seamless. Seamless, talking about letters. Um, so um, yeah, I'm working towards my MBA. I will finish at the end of March. I'm so excited. I've been doing it part-time for like two and a half years um, on top of my work. So I just can't wait to have my evenings back at this point. <laughs> what yeah. inspired you to do that? Working in education and thinking, you know, what made you think MBA? Yeah, I think it was um, setting up the school made me realize that I'm really passionate about small businesses in particular and what you, the power of a socially responsible business, I think is, is fantastic. I think it is a really effective way to make the world a better place. Um, and also, I think because it scared me a little bit, you know, I was, I was afraid to tell people that I was, that I wanted to do an MBA. I was like, oh, they're just going to laugh at me or like, no, that's not for you, you know, like, it was that kind of thing where I was thinking like I don't know if I'm actually going to be able to do it or not like that made me want to do it yeah and you're doing it <laughs> so yes. so and you finish in March you said finish end of March wow so, so like a month and a bit yes yeah like mm -hmm. six weeks yeah that's awesome yeah yeah, that gives me a little bit of panic, actually, when you say it like that, because I'm, st I'm still writing my dissertation, so that's why. Okay, ages, <laughs> ages. It's like six <laughs> weeks, man, that's like forever. 
Oh, <laughs> what you've been doing six weeks so much so much like <laughs> dissertationing to do um it's ages it's basically forever it's more or less a, a lifetime of, i appreciate it <laughs> um <laughs> that's cool um that is really cool and i think um stepping outside of your comfort zone and doing those those things to improve yourself and you know, continue learning as and, and growing as we as we continue to, to grow ourselves. Um, I don't want to say age um, because it's not a nice way of saying it. And it's good because I've got good lighting, so I can't actually count how many wrinkles I've got. So that was a good one. Um, <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about Twinkle. Um, yeah. I so I was speaking to a friend of mine not long ago. I, I speak to him all the time, actually. He's my best friend. It was his birthday two days ago, um, and I was speaking to him, and he said to me, uh, "This was quite a while back, back in October, I think." Um, he and he said to me, "Oh, you know, you're doing some, you're doing some good stuff." I was I was really impressed when I saw that you were working with the BBC, but but when I saw you, that you'd collaborated with Twinkle, that was like, that's amazing. They're massive," he said. "They saved the pandemic for us." And I was like, like, "What do you mean by that?" And he's like, "Every single thing we did for our homeschooling, every single thing we did, was a Twinkle worksheet." Um, And it's something I look at Twinkle in the way that it's so flexible. I mean, it's a really admirable business in that it is flexible. It can go with the times. It can go in the moment. Like you know, they can have cop twenty six things, bam, ready, done in your yeah. you know teachers can have them right now um and they have that flexibility yeah. unlike a traditional course book where you know it takes two years to make the course but the course book comes out and it's like david beckham does this and it's like david yeah. beckham hasn't played football for 10 years now yet we're somehow still talking about his career at real yeah. madrid and the kids in the classroom are just Lance like armstrong what a hero david who yeah exactly <laughs> that's armstrong one seven tour de france yes i've had them all taken away because he's a drugs chief but don't worry guys you can be a drugs chief and still win a winter olympics gold it doesn't matter um anyway that's a whole different story so yeah um and he, he literally said that to me Twinkle saved the pandemic for me. So um, doing some pretty good things. Yes. um, I think Twinkle is an incredibly clever business um, because textbooks are inefficient. They just are, you know, they are unwieldy. They are inflexible. um, And there's a better way to do things now. Um, So I'm really, you know, it's, it's, it's such a simple idea, but it's such a good idea to have everything everything you need, one payment per month. And that's like, and, and literally three quarters of a million resources. So in that, in that way, it's really clever, but it's, it's um, definitely a socially led business. Um, socially led? No, is that one? No, socially, social mission led business. <laughs> um, John Seaton is, um, is the, Uh, CEO of Twinkle and he did something incredibly brave at the beginning of the pandemic which is and when you think about it for a business it's kind of an insane thing to do um, which is he decided to make Twinkle which employs hundreds of people free for everyone which you know shouldn't make any sense like you you can't give away everything for free and still employ people 
Um, and so that way, you know, it was probably the boldest move, business move I've ever seen anyone do um, because he was like, you know, and I remember he gave this a speech just before the office shut down to everyone saying like, look, we've always said that we're a socially mission, social mission led business and this is our chance to prove it and genuinely help people. And it worked out so well, you know, like um, obviously a few people were were frustrated <laughs> saying, oh, I just paid for this and I'm giving it away for free. But um, I think like the the genuine gratitude um, from so many people um, was overwhelming. And yeah, I think a million people uh, signed up to Twinkle and, and benefited from getting those resources, which, you know, when you think about, again, what you can achieve with a company is just phenomenal. The good that you can achieve through, through a company um, is, is amazing. And uh, yeah, I was really proud to be a part of it. I just started like a month ago. So I was, <laughs> it was like, I was, you know, it was a, it was a real like steep learning curve and, and hard to figure out really what was going on all the time in the pandemic and everything is free now and well, um, but yeah, I'm really proud of what we did and um, yeah, it was a cool thing. And I'm really grateful that people like your friend, you know, say that because that means a lot to, means a lot, you know, keeps me, keeps me going. It's good. And I, I think a lot of, a lot of um a lot of publishers kind of you know with the uh when it came to the pandemic there, there was a lot of uh you know digital books came here and digital books came there they're all fairly cumbersome and difficult to get used to so um having just you know worksheets yeah. there now, i'm not gonna say <sighs> how to put this textbooks are how long are they going to be around for I don't know I think education is slowly changing and I think it is developing to a more kind of Netflixy on-demand kind of style um I think that's the way it seems to be evolving um I think there's going to be a, a market for textbooks for, for quite a long time because it is yeah. it is a good way it is a way to structure your kind of entire year and plan it out and have it there in front of you. And it is a bit of that whole, it's the way we've always done it. So that mentality is going yeah. to be around for, you know. There's a lot of kind of like while. psychological reassurance in a textbook, you know, you can, you can measure your progress. You can, um, you can use it as a weapon if you need to. <laughs> Well, yeah, and you can use it as a crutch as well, right? which can be yeah. good or bad. Yes. You know, I know with yeah. I know when I go into the classroom, I, it depends which class it is. But the, for example, the class I had right before we were talking today, and we have a group of six and seven year olds. Um, uh, we do have we have an activity book from a textbook, so they can you know practice their writing and and you know do this and do that, and, uh, and we have that there, but it's. We don't use it very often because we do a lot of other activities and we do a lot of like play learning and a lot of things that, you know, kids need when they're learning. Um, but the, the parents were the ones who were like, well, they need a book. And we're like, well, they don't really. What they need is, a, is, is their notebook and they need to take good notes or take notes when they're, when they're asked to. Um, but mm. the parents kind of insisted upon it. But it was good because halfway yeah. through the class, I was just like, oh, do you know what? You guys are being a bit too mental today. Let's go to page 47. 
let's do page 47. And, it, you know, there are times when it's really good to have that. I have to be honest, as a teacher, to just be able to go, right, guys, not shut up, not that. But if you could kindly open your books quite quietly, that would be lovely. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but I, I do think that, that education is certainly, you know, and publishers are certainly evolving in a way that yeah. it's becoming more on demand. Yeah, more on demand, more flexible, uh, yeah. more, you know, more responsive. Um, there, there are great things about textbooks. I'm never going to say that physical books should go away of course because you know this there is something beautiful about about a book um but you know the cost um for the school to provide 30 students with textbooks is huge huge and if and it's not the school the cost for the parents to buy exactly it gets pushed books. onto someone and the yeah. planetary cost as well you know those books have to be made they have to be shipped around the world. You know, they're probably made in one country, shipped to another country, and then used in a third country. And mm -hmm. so, you, you know, how how much sense does that make, really? I don't know. I just, I think, I think educators should have a choice. You know, and so I'm happy that they do have a choice. Absolutely, yeah. and I completely agree with kids. Kind of the book there, a good course book adds structure. A lot of parents don't know English very yeah. well. I, absolutely yeah we, i'm not saying yeah. here that course books are are awful just to just to throw my hat no. in the <laughs> no. uh, i do think like, and, and again it is a good course book so that is very much down to the the yes. school or the institution choosing correctly choosing properly and not just going with oh well we've always used english files so we'll just keep using it or you know we've always used that so we'll keep using it and it is all about english file i love english file <laughs> I'm not criticising English file. People think I'm like an English file hater. So I'm, I'm really not. I'm really not. I think there just are other books as well. Like I've re I really can't wait to see mm. Voices from National Geographic. It looks mm. like it's going to be brilliant. National Geographic does some amazing things. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the imagery is also really cool. So, you know. Yeah. Can't, can't yeah. go past that. Also, Roadmap from Pearson is another really good book as well, which um, nice. I've actually had the chance to use. And it's... You know, it's 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 a book that has evolved. Um, but yeah, I do think a lot of publishers are looking at going. Almost, in some ways, some of them are trying to look to almost skip the teacher, as it were, and do like a lot of micro learning and straight to student sales. Which mm. Um, mm. I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure that's. The best way to go about things. I think there's a way for people, you know, for people to learn autonomously, particularly um, adults or yeah. older teens, to learn alongside what they're doing. Uh, if they do, if they're doing their MBA, they don't have time to go to an academy. So some of that direct to student learning. But anyone from, you know, at, at school age, you, it it needs to go through the teacher. You know, the, the teacher mm -hmm. needs to have those materials and have the ability to to do that um but again that's just my opinion hmm. yeah um and kids kind of said uh authenticity um you do need to add authenticity so yeah it, a good course book is important but you do need that kind yes. of real life added to it um yeah and in real life there are these things we use called words 
Yeah. Now. <laughs> Another you're seamless. A, you're, <laughs> you're a word nerd. Um, <laughs> what is impossible question for you here? What is your favourite word? Ooh. Um, actually, the other day I was talking about um, with my family the best, the nicest word to say. Um, in Donnie Darker, they always talk about cellador, don't they? Cellador is like the most nice, the nicest word to say. But for me, the nicest word to say is Chicago. I think Chicago is a, just a beautiful, like it just has that like soft beginning and then it opens up massively. And then it has that like nice, like flowing end that just goes on. I just think it is such a beautiful word to hear. And I'm obsessed with the word Chicago. <laughs> that's cool. I like babbling brook because that's fun to say. But I also yes, like, yeah. I like Pacific Ocean because the A's all sound different. Just that's a great why word. not? You know, I love the word. Just... I love the sound of the word squat. <laughs> it cracks me up just to say the word squat. I don't know. It's just like, it's a lot, you know, it's, it, it yeah, makes a, a lot, lot of happen. face in there, isn't there? There's a lot, a lot of, of face. face. Yes, you can give it squat. Um, I was thinking last night about how weird the word livelihood is. Like, livelihood. <laughs> That's just a weird word. You yeah. know, it's... <laughs> but they, yeah why 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 yeah lively and then like childhood <laughs> neighborhood livelihood the, yeah the money that you yeah. <laughs> exactly okay. in spanish yeah. i love the word ronroneando like purring i just love yeah. that because uh, with just, the r's as well it sounds like exactly it. it's a perfect word and and i guess perfect like, word <laughs> I guess just through talking to you I've realized that you know I guess the sounds of words are so important to me I love the way that they sound and that that kind of the surprise of it sometimes to your ear I think is just wonderful so yeah I guess those words and finding out about the history I wish I could like you know um, I learned yesterday the word from sky comes from the old Norse word, I think, which yeah. means cloud. And I'm like, yeah, that just proves how bad English weather is, isn't it? Is, doesn't it? <laughs> What's that? Oh, it's cloud. There you cloud. Go. Oh, they mean the sky. <laughs> I, I love, like, so, you know. speaking Spanish as well as English, I love it when a penny drops for words, like mosquito, like little fly. Yes! I remember yes! thinking, like, Oh my gosh, like mosquito <laughs> is a little fly, but it's no, no. Like, I know. So many words yes. have done that to me. Um, yes, but we don't say mosca. No? You know, somehow that word didn't come across, but mosquito did. Like, yeah. And we call it a fly, because obviously the only thing that can fly is a fly. Um, <laughs> are, are you a Wordle? I, I do. I do play Wordle. I Wordle. I just don't publish it. Um, I do play Wordle. Are you a Wordle player, Miranda? That's. I do appreciate your self restraint, Harry. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't play Wordle. I should though, probably. As a word nerd, you job. almost certainly should. <laughs> epiphany. Kids can say they like epiphany um, as their word. I also like bankrupt because it comes from. 
from the the Roman of a broken bench, banco roto, which is bankrupt, banco roto or bancarota, which is what it is in Spanish. Yeah, because back in Roman times, banks used to be people who would be in the town square. They'd sit on the bench when they ran out of money. They'd smash up the bench, and it'd be a broken bench. So bankrupt is, is yes. quite a nice one. Um, I never made that connection between bankrupt and like erupt. I guess like is erupt. Does that come from the same like to break, like to break open almost? Oh, quite probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I had an epiphany mosquito. Ah, there we go. Thanks, kids can. Um, <laughs> there you go. Um, yes, yes. The, that whole thing, of, I remember when I got to Spain and it was, you know, I heard of Banco as a bench. And I was like, I don't have a bench as a bank. That's ridiculous. And I was like, <laughs> oh, because ben- benches used to be banks. So, you know, which came yeah. first? Um, the yeah. the, the yeah. fruit or the colour? Orange, obviously. <laughs> Um, right, <laughs> I've gone off onto a nonsense one. We're going to come back and talk about um, your your future very briefly. Um, we are, however, going to shoot off just for a couple of quick seconds for um, for some adverts, for some words from our sponsors. We will be back in in about two minutes, so um, we'll we'll. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Introducing Uplearn. Uplearn is an online curriculum learning resource for A-levels that improves student outcomes whilst reducing teacher workloads. Teachers use Uplearn to facilitate independent learning and consolidation of classroom material. Over 150 schools have seen grade improvements with Uplearn, including St Paul's Girls School, Michaela Community School and ARC Schools. Book a demo at uplearn.co.uk and quote TTR for 10% off. That's Uplearn. U-P-L-E-A-R-N dot co dot U-K. Whatever learning looks like this year, bring lessons to life with Nearpod. An exciting new addition to the Renaissance family, Nearpod offers real-time insights into student understanding through interactive lessons and videos, gamification and activities, all in a single, easy-to-use platform. To help kickstart the new year, we're offering all primary and secondary schools in the UK and Ireland full free access to Nearpod for the whole spring term. So, no matter what 2022 brings, Nearpod makes switching between in-class and remote teaching simple. Visit www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash Nearpod and sign up for your free trial today. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common, a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, 
and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. I've just put myself on and then off the telly part. Uh, we're back everywhere now, I hope. I hope I've uh, clicked unmute in all the right places and none of the wrong ones. Um, but I can see you again, Miranda, although I could see you before. It was just like in a kind of whited out background. We're here, but we're not here kind of mode. Um, anyway, we were talking about words a moment ago. Mm. Something we both like, which as English professionals, I guess that's kind of important, I guess. Um, rupture, Michelle says, is one of her favourites. Um, anything happening interesting to do with words in your future? Well, yes, Harry. Um, oh. Actually, I probably the best opportunity like better than I ever thought I would ever get in my life ever in my wildest dreams. Um, Cambridge Dictionary got in touch and said, do you want to be an advisor and help us? I think particularly with their online dictionary. Um, so I've got no idea what this role involves, but I quickly said yes before they realized that they'd made a typo and sent it to the wrong person or had otherwise made a terrible mistake. So uh, yeah, they're, they're roped in now. So <laughs> I'm just so looking forward to it. I think it's a, like, I, I, I was flabbergasted, flabbergasted um, that they talked to me. Online dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm really excited. Um, also, because it means that I complained so much about the English language that now I'm in charge. <laughs> so if, you know, if you if you want someone to blame, I, ca I can only blame myself now. <laughs> we can all blame you, which is great. Yes, yes, no, do, do, blame me. Yeah, if I'll, your students I'll, ever I'll ask. Just, yeah, I'll, I'll just be like, this is who you need to get in touch with. Just go find her. She's the one who yeah. talks to herself as languages. You know the one? Oh, that one. Um, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll, um, I'll make a complaints line, official complaints line. About yeah. the English language, for emergency complaints, you uh, it's it's double. Why are so many G's? What are all the G's about? Why do you need a G there? There's no need for that G. It's so unnecessary. Oh, so many yeah. G's in the middle of words. Like why? <laughs> why? I just like I wrote the word height earlier today. Um, for a for a, a game, I was I was creating. Well, not creating a game that I made a video about because one of our, our fellow hosts mentioned it the other day. Um, yeah, I, I wrote height and I just thought, that's a stupid word, isn't it? Like, that's just, I shouldn't say height. I typed, at first I typed it wrong and I was like, that actually looks pretty good. You know, looks how maybe it should look. But then, no, of yeah. course not. Why? It's just all the letters. It's something that happens to me, particularly when I'm writing on a whiteboard. There's something about it being that big that, like, just, like, makes you think, like, mm, really? Like, why? This looks wrong. Yep. Kids kind of suggested yeah. a new blog calling it Blame Miranda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it me could be like an agony aunt thing. <laughs> 
for people <laughs> instead of sending in things saying, Miranda, can you help us? Miranda, it's your fault. Why is there a G in enough? <laughs> yeah. Laugh. Yeah. Why is it not just L-A-R-F like it should be? <laughs> Although one good oh. thing about the English language, they changed the spelling of hiccup, which used to be spelled like hiccup, but now they're just like, oh, we'll give up on that. We'll just spell it hiccup now because nobody can. Nobody says it's, it's hiccup, fine. We'll go with the proper spelling. Yes. Well, I guess like donut as well. I mean, is that would yeah. you would you spell it? Would you spell it? I guess it, I that looks American to me. The donut, the more phonetic. Spelling. I, I think I'd probably spell it like the with the the the, the American way now. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's easier. Yeah. It's much easier. Um, like a lot of the spell. I've been told that Canadian English is the is the simplest form. I've been told. Um, I don't know oh. if it's true. Um, the oh. simplest form for, for learners, especially. I mean, that is one good thing about American English. Well, number one, it, it's everywhere. You know, so if you want to see it or yes. hear it, there's so many free resources with endless TV programs. Um, yeah. But also, the spelling yeah. is more simple uh, with a lot of things. Yeah. Obviously, words change and stuff. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know what's, how, what would happen if you said flabbergasted in the States? Is that a word that could be? Um, oh, I don't know. I'll have to find out. Yeah. I'll bring it up with an American friend and see if they are flabbergasted. Um, and there's, well, there's, a, there's a thing here that uh, kids can write a question saying, why are there four silent letters in Q? And my answer to you, Vanessa, is they're not silent. They're just waiting for their turn. Yay, but um, yeah, <laughs> <Word> joke. <laughs> it's almost like I asked her to say that, I definitely didn't. Um, but thanks for saying it. But yeah, just no need for all those silent letters. Um, just, I'll just say line instead, works better. Uh, so yeah, you're going to be dictionarying, which is pretty cool, I yeah. have to say. Yeah. Yeah. is a uh, very exciting um mm -hmm. but you you'll be dictionary oh hang on no that was about bankrupt and breaking benches oh, okay fair enough um so you're going to be dictionarying um but you're still going to be making the awesome videos right yes yes i've got two at least top secret videos that i've written Ooh, the script top for secret. i just to um tops yeah Oh, no. Actually, I can. Well, next one. <laughs> okay, uh, you, you, uh, you. Uh, what's the twisted phrase? Your arm. Broke my arm. Twisted my arm. Twisted you twist, you Hang twisted on, no, I'm gonna, my I'm arm. I'm gonna put a light. There you go. The light treatment. <laughs> now I just feel no. like I'm a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next video is going to be about British foods. Uh, Britain deciding on their their foods. I mean, we have so many just bizarre things like toad in the hole <laughs> called it toad in the hole where did that name come <laughs> from that would why, be great why? yes why? maybe like pig in a swamp that'd work <laughs> pigs in right. blankets that's another yeah. super british yeah. show yeah. you're pig, like yeah. what pigs wrapped Walking in forth. blankets made from themselves yeah that's a cool uh, one. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, I think we're both vegetarian, aren't we, Harry? <laughs> so this is not the um, not yeah, you know let's, yeah. Let's talk all but, about um, meat. Yeah, chip butties. I can't remember who's brought it up the other day, but ah, oh, chip butty, oh, so good. Um, and anyway, but bizarre for other countries. Wine gums. Who decided that a children's sweet should be called wine gums? Stop some <laughs> whining. <laughs> Put some sugar in that. <laughs> End whining gums. Um, yeah, so many like funny, funny names. So you've got one on on that coming up. I think that's going to also yes. bring a lot out of people out of the woodwork thinking of their own uh, ridiculous names for things. I also love that the idioms is... ones that you do. The the not yeah. the, the, the when you look at different idioms from different languages and stuff. The posts oh, that you do for yeah. those. I love idioms and I think the same true thing is true for videos and those memes as well I think you have to leave some things out because you have to leave something for the people watching the video you have to leave the space for them to contribute to the conversation as well and really like that that's just really a, a spark you know to the start of a conversation and then what I find is like people in the comments will have so many ideas that's so much better than anything I could have thought up, um, you know, and 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 that just like leads to more memes and 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 more ideas. So yeah, leaving that space and 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 helping, you know, really just putting an idea out there that helps other people to be funny or say something funny or informative or you know quirky or whatever it is. Like I love doing that because I oh, I learn so much from from the people who comment. It's it's always fascinating i do yeah, love I seeing it. the comments of people saying what about the romanian one of this because you have such an international audience like, obviously you're not going to know the <laughs> romanian word that, that makes this this and this sound but then you'll come back and you'll make the you know you'll remake a meme for it one of my yeah. favorite things is, is when i see so like i see you post the meme uh, the one of like the mouth shapes that you did that had like a picture of Trump. <laughs> that. the celebrities yeah, exactly. It was it yeah, was so yeah. good. And I, when you when you sent it, like that was brilliant. And and then I remember like a week and a half later, I saw somebody else posting it, and somebody else posted it, somebody else posted it, and somebody else posted it. I'm like, I know where you got that. I know who made that famous meme. Like, yeah, I honestly, like I still friend, see that. But like, she's like a marigold. <laughs> yeah, I still see people come, uh, post that and like. Yeah, it's just kind of out there in the world now, like living its own meme life. Uh, oh, me, I mean, and that's that's the idea of a meme, like a meme as like comes from Richard Dawkins who explains it as like this self-replicating evolving idea. And I think like, it that's what it that's become. Like it's become a true meme in a way. It's kind yeah. of living a life independently. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I, I enjoy seeing it out there too. <laughs> It is, uh, it's like so, I've, yeah, it's I've released some weird animal yeah. <laughs> into the wild. Yeah, and, and what I also love is when somebody will post it and then there'll be one person who, like, I don't know, they'll find one and say, well, I don't think that sound is actually that mouth shape. And it's like, oh, there's always one, isn't there? There's always one. But without them, you know. Oh, it says here, so Joe has said in, in the comments that the word meme has been taken over by the internet. Yes. Very much. Yes, it has been. Yeah, which is interesting because it wasn't the original meaning of, you know, the, 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 the meaning of the word is so much broader than that. 
be used to talk about any kind of self-replicating idea, but like a gene, it's like a gene, but a meme. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now how we, ironically, the meaning of the word meme has evolved and kind of generated a different meaning, which is like a meta meme. I, I guess the word meme is a meta meme. <laughs> getting too into this. I'm sorry. Well, we can't say meta anymore because that's uh, been bought by Facebook. So, you know, we can't even oh, be meta right. Now meta's <laughs> even gone from, from our vernacular. You know, that's completely, you know, it's all gone. We're not allowed to say anything anymore. It's all been bought by the internet. Um, <laughs> by Zuckerberg yeah. and his cronies. Um, it, it's nearly the end. I can't believe it. I've been waiting for this for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, and it's nearly oh. the end. We're nearly finished. Um, do you have any final thoughts? I know you're not Jerry Springer, but um, he used to have his final thoughts, I, I seem to remember. Um, do you have any that you'd like to share? Well, I really want to thank you, Harry. Thank you so much for making this so much fun. I really had a, had a blast. Um, and yeah, if anyone has ideas for videos or memes that they would like me to make in the future, just please contact me because... I, I love getting ideas and I love hearing people's thoughts. So yeah, just say hi on, on LinkedIn or Facebook and yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, like where's just the penny? Thank you so uh, much. Thank you to houses. you. If your mum listened, thank you so much to your mum. I'll, I'll, I'll check now. I'm going to give her a ring in a minute and ask if she was listening. Um, and if she wasn't, <laughs> you'll be able to listen back using the listen back function. Um, so, <laughs> is uh, it possible just, to subscribe Harry <laughs> uh, you, you can subscribe yes absolutely you can subscribe to the to the YouTube channel you can, you can follow us on LinkedIn Twitter um, and all other good places so thank you everybody for listening I'll be back next week um, listening and watching I'll be back next week um, but in the meantime thank you so much Miranda I'm going to end our broadcast to the people watching and I'm going to play us out uh, to all of our, our wonderful people at home listening. So thanks, everybody, for, for tuning in this week. Thank you. Bye.